Hi, you're listening to the Your Brain Uncovered podcast with me, your host, Ayata Rabin. Today, we're going to be talking about the science of loneliness, and we're going to be looking at its impacts um, on our brain structure. So when it comes to loneliness, I mean, everyone defines it in their own unique way, um, but most dictionaries describe it as a feeling of the absence of friends, of being aware of you know missing people. And um, a second explanation usually goes by uh, the disconnection from a place. So um, yeah, now loneliness can, I mean, it has, it has physical effects. If we've all experienced this and we know that, I mean, um, it feels just as real as thirst, hunger, uh, or pain. And uh, I mean, although nowadays we're at an age of like instant, um, connection and stuff with our you know uh, phones and all these emails and social media we're actually just feeling more lonely than ever and um yeah i mean i think i think we can rely on the science of neuroplasticity uh to change our habits and maybe try to shift away from that state um of loneliness (laughs) um yeah i mean um so if we were to look at the research for instance um there has been uh, some done in uh, you know the uh, montreal's neurological institute at the mcgill university and this in- interesting study used mri data uh genetics and self-assessments and their team worked with you know 40,000 middle-aged uh, uh adults and what they found were very key differences in the brains of lonely people and, you know, in the human brain, there are a set of regions known as uh, the default network. Now, the default network is where, you know, inner thoughts like reminiscing, uh, future planning, imagining, and thinking about other stuff, you know, which just happens. And the team saw that the default networks of lonely people were more strongly wired together. And at the same time, their gray matter volume in the same place was stronger. So, yeah, um, that, that's not very shocking. Because um, have you have you I don't know if you've ever heard of an area called the fornix. So this is a she um, took AP Bio. <laughs> uh, this is this is a throwback. So it's a, it's a little bundle of nerve fibers that carries signals from the hippocampus to the default network, and it's thought to play a key role in memory. You know, specifically recall of long-term memory, like details from the past and the regulation of episodic memories. So interestingly, in lonely people, um, this fornix is better preserved. Does this uh, mean that loneliness gives you stronger memory and introspective behaviors? Maybe um, it's not very clear. I mean, at this stage in the research, and it, it would kind of be irresponsible of me to be like, yes, it does, because no, it's it's not it's not a concrete way of going about it. Uh, but yeah, if we knew, it'd be easier to you know treat neurological diseases and to make a case for treating loneliness as an increasingly serious uh, pandemic we have at the moment. Um, so yeah, now obviously we're just beginning to understand the impact of loneliness on the brain. Um, but I'm pretty sure that expanding our knowledge on it would really help us, you know, appreciate the urgency of reducing it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously loneliness is a fundamental part of the human condition. Um, but you know, exploring its causes, consequences, and potential interventions because we re- can really help us live a better life. Um, so yeah, now how is it that we can beat loneliness? You know, um, it, it's obviously loneliness is a very subjective feeling. I mean, 
um, you may be surrounded by other people, friends, family, yet still feel emotionally uh, disconnected. You know, other people are definitely not guaranteed to shield us against this raw emotional pain that loneliness just inflicts. Um, but yeah, now loneliness, by the way, um, and its emotional pain, I mean, this is just the beginning. It has huge impacts. Uh, not only on our brain, but on our physical health as well. I mean, it, it activates a bunch of stress responses and suppresses the function of our immune system. Um, but yeah, interesting fact right here. I mean, you know, the long-term like um, risk of chronic loneliness, it kind of poses um, a risk that increases early death by 26%. Um, so yeah, and um, obviously there are many paths to loneliness so we don't just wake up one day and feel it no it's it's gradual so you know someone might move away you might a relationship might end um you know um and or, or even like a friend group that you used to rely on for years suddenly ceases to exist so yeah there are many different roads that lead to it um you can be quite you can get quite creative if you want to <laughs> but yeah i mean um yeah emerging from loneliness is, is is tough it's more challenging than anything and it leaves behind psychological you know wounds and scratches but um but what we need to really be aware of is that it kind of distorts our perceptions it makes us believe that people around us you know care much less than they actually do and makes us view our existing relationships more negatively in a way where you know uh, we see them as less meaningful and important than what we would usually feel uh, if we were not lonely. And these, you know, distorted perceptions, as I like to call them, they kind of have a huge ripple effect. They create this uh, self-fulfilling prophecy that, you know, just, I, I don't know, it's, it, it creates feel feelings that are so emotionally raw that convince us of our own undesirability and you know the diminishing care of others for us it's um yeah it's quite sad i mean i i think if i was to ever recall uh, my experience with it the first thing that pops into my head is feelings of you know skepticism despair um maybe i can add a little resentment in there and hesitancy in my relationships i would you know effectively push away a lot of people trying to alleviate my condition which only made it worse um so yeah uh so as a result you know many people uh who suffer from loneliness tend to withdraw and they isolate themselves to avoid risking you know future further rejections and disappointment and when they do venture into the world their hesitance and doubts is likely to create you know a more of a, a fear response but no, you know, there's always, there's always a way to take action. And I mean, first of all, accepting that loneliness does impact our perception is the first step to go. I mean, if you feel socially disconnected, just go through your phone and your social media and make a list of people that you haven't spoken to in a while. You know, if you feel emotionally disconnected, make a list of five people you've been close to in the past and just try to reach out to them. Um, so yeah, I mean, but obviously all through the way you got to approach this with a little positivity, giving people you reaching out to the benefit of the doubt if they don't answer. Oh, do you know what I mean? I mean, loneliness is extremely painful, but once you recognize those perceptual distortions it causes and the psychological uh, trap it creates, um, you can kind of, you know, 
have a go at maybe um you know taking a leap of faith and trying to escape it one way or another yeah it's just it's nice being free from loneliness um can be quite captivating for long uh but yeah i really hope this uh 